the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. It was a powerful speech that our Congress heard today from Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky. And now we will wait to see what Joe Biden says, as Zelensky certainly put some pressure on him by ending his speech, speaking in English, and issuing a direct challenge to Joe Biden. Welcome to a Tuesday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show. Uh, We'll be in somewhat breaking news mode today because... It's a very fluid situation. Ukraine is being shelled. Russia is trying to level it. Having been unable to take it as quickly as it thought it would, now the strategy appears to be just flatten it, kill indiscriminately, and not tactically, not surgically, not uh, even humanely, as if you could take over a sovereign nation in a humane fashion. But One of the aspects of President Zelensky's address to Congress today was him playing a video that I don't know how you could watch it and not be moved. Now, the question is, in what direction should we be moved? And uh, I do not pretend to be an expert on these matters. And I'll be honest with you, I am troubled by some people that I typically trust, people I'm typically in agreement with, uh, being four square against... What they say is getting involved in a conflict that could uh, cost thousands of American lives. See, that's the part I don't get. I understand the danger of engaging with a world power like Russia. But we're already doing that to the extent that we're sending and being open about sending military weapons and tools that have allowed Ukraine to last 20 days. I want Ukraine to survive. I want Russia to be beaten back. I don't want Vladimir Putin to think that he can just take over whatever land he wants to take over. And we've said repeatedly that, oh, you can do what you do, take a little piece of Ukraine, but don't you dare drop one bomb on Ukrainian territory, or excuse me, on NATO territory. It feels weird to me that our hang-up on not allowing Poland to send fighter jets to Ukraine to defend its own airspace is predicated on the fact that Ukraine is not a part of our little private country club known as NATO. Like, we would defend a NATO nation, but we won't defend Ukraine? The lives in a NATO nation would tug at our heartstrings in a way that watching 
Ukrainian women and children be dumped in body bags into ditches that have been dug rapidly because there isn't time to give people a proper burial? Like, I, I can't, I can't get there. Human life is precious. If we're going to defend it in the womb, we have to defend it on two legs. And yet I'm I'm stopped in my tracks by Matt Walsh of the Daily Wire for one saying don't be stupid, don't get sucked into this. Uh I was moved by what Vladimir Zelensky said today. And the other part of it is I think he you know, one of the things that they always say is you know, if you're going to win a battle, you have to know your enemy. If you're going to win an argument, you have to know how People are going to push back on your argument. I've always thought it was nonsensical and perfectly in keeping with the egotistical, self-absorbed view Joe Biden has of himself, that when he got elected president, (laughs) if he got elected president, but upon becoming president, a better way of saying it, he thought he could become a transformative leader who people would remember fondly for generations. Some of that's born of his hatred of Donald Trump, but most of it's just born of Joe Biden being a blustering, blathering windbag, as he was throughout four decades plus in the Congress. He thought he could be Lyndon Johnson. He thought he could be FDR. He didn't realize like most of us did, that he got elected more for what he is not than what he is. He's not Bernie Sanders. He got the nomination. He's not Donald Trump. He got the presidency. But he has not ever been, nor will he ever be, a transformative leader who sees things coming before they happen. You can see from the way he's... I'm trying to think of the right word. Presided over, watched, followed. There's the word, followed followed the rest of the world on Ukraine, waiting for Germany and Italy to greenlight the most stringent of sanctions against Vladimir Putin, everything up until we stopped importing Russian oil and we kicked them out of the SWIFT banking system. Everything up to that point was just a slight tap on the knuckles compared to what we could have done and should have done immediately to try to stop Putin from ever crossing the Ukrainian border. But Biden has thought, ah, I can be this transformative leader. So kudos to Vladimir Zelensky today for talking directly to Biden and challenging him on, all right, big fella, you want to be remembered? You want to use the presidency not to serve people, but to further your own star through history? Well, now's your moment, champ. What are you going to do about it? I am addressing the President Biden. You are the leader of the nation, of your great nation. I wish you to be the leader of the world. Being the leader of the world means to be the leader of peace. That is powerful. And for Zelensky to state it in English added power to his words. The beginning of his speech was relayed via translator, a female translator. It's not the same. Words are still powerful, 
Words are still meaningful, but it's not the same as when Vladimir Zelensky followed a video that showed what Ukraine used to be. A beautiful, sovereign nation. Now, I'm sure there are dumpy parts to it, and I'm sure it's not all sunshine and balloons, and I'm sure that, look, it's a propaganda video. It's meant to engender empathy on our part. So we see smiling children. We see people um, reveling in the sunshine, the beauty of the country, pristine buildings, beautiful architecture. We see all that. And then we see it juxtaposed against those same buildings or ones that look remarkably like them being blown apart with vehicles discarded in the streets, burned beyond almost all recognition, children in hospitals, bleeding, crying. It was a powerful video, very powerful. And then Zelensky comes back and ends his speech all in English and says to Joe Biden, and he said, I'm directing these words to Joe Biden, you are the leader of the nation, meaning the United States. I wish you to be the leader of the world. Ouch. What do they always say about the United States? It's the leader of the free world. Okay, Joe Biden, you're the leader of the nation. I wish you'd be the leader of the free world. And to be the leader of the free world, Vladimir Zelensky said accurately, means you must be the leader of peace. You must do what must be done to further peace. Our actions on this matter have been reactive throughout. Joe Biden's supposed to address the nation. He has to respond to what Volodymyr Zelensky challenged him to do, which is be the leader of the world and be the leader of peace. There's a lot of different ways he could do it. Some I'm sure are very smart, some I'm sure are very dumb. I'm not optimistic that our president will choose the former because so far in every single thing he's done, he has chosen dumb over smart. He has chosen partisan hackery over prescient future forecasting. Maybe God will be exceedingly good to us and give Joe Biden clarity he has not shown before. But I'm curious what you think, and if you are torn. Because, again, there are people, commentators, analysts who I respect, who are saying, stay away from this. I can't look on it and feel good about being detached and remaining detached to the degree that we have. I invite your participation. If you have thoughts, 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989. It is a Tuesday edition of The Bruce Woolley Show. Speech this morning, watched by members of Congress, Volodymyr Zelensky, president of Ukraine. He asked for more help. He made a direct appeal to Joe Biden. And one of the things that he asked was for 
a no-fly zone over Ukraine. I think he knows he's not going to get it, but he never asked for U.S. military intervention. This is being spun by a lot of people, and it's among the objections that I see from commentators online that I respect. Oh, it's going to lead to thousands of American deaths, and he's trying to draw us into a war. Well, I think we're already in it. Now, we are furnishing aid. We sent them, and this number is being trumpeted as if it's really significant, $1.2 billion more in military aid. See, again, Joe Biden is not somebody who um, sees things coming before they come. But I heard one of the generals today on Fox News say that we knew in April that Putin was starting to amass forces on the border in Ukraine. Wouldn't it have been a great idea if we had to get out of Afghanistan in the middle of the night to fly everything we had in Afghanistan, $80 billion worth of military, didn't want to fly it all the way home, not feasible. It's not like we'd have military bases in, I don't know, Germany, other places over there. No, no, just leave it for the Taliban. Wouldn't it have been great if we would have just sent it to Ukraine? Oh, but that might have provoked Vladimir Putin. Might have been, might have made the madman mad. So here's Zelensky's appeal. I'll read it to you because up until the end of his speech, it was all spoken by a translator. He said, in the darkest time for our country, for the whole of Europe, I call on you to do more. New packages of sanctions are needed constantly every week until the Russian military machine stops. Restrictions are needed for everyone on whom this unjust regime is based. To create a no-fly zone over Ukraine to save people, is this too much to ask? Humanitarian no-fly zone? Something that Russia would not be able to use to terrorize our free cities. If this is too much to ask, we offer an alternative. You know what kind of defense systems we need. You know how much depends on the battlefield, on the ability to use aircraft, powerful, strong aviation to protect our people, our freedom, our land. Okay, so Poland wants to give its Soviet-made MiG fighters to Ukraine. Poland doesn't want to be left without an air force, so they asked, as a NATO nation, hey, U.S., could you send us some planes? I read a story a couple weeks ago where we're decommissioning, like, thousands of jets They're still perfectly good. We could send them to Poland. We could send new jets to Poland. We could spend more money, Joe. Wouldn't that excite you? Maybe inflation would go up a little bit more. He never seems to tire of spending. Oh, he can't spend it on defense, though. Got to spend it on solar panels and windmills. I don't see the difference in sending them in Ukraine missiles that can shoot down Soviet jets which we are doing, or sending them. Now, actually, we wouldn't even send it. We would just be sending another NATO nation jets to replace the ones they send to Ukraine. Why does Poland want to send them to Ukraine? Well, because once Ukraine is part of the new Russia that Vladimir Putin has in his fantasies, then Poland becomes in peril, if not the next target. So Joe Biden today will have to answer this direct appeal from Vladimir Zelensky and from a mounting number of members of Congress to provide the MIGs that Zelensky asked for. Here's uh, House Minority Whip Steve Scalise. Zelensky made a plea 
to the United States, to President Biden, he's continued to reiterate that the people of Ukraine just want more tools to be able to defend their country, especially right now to be able to control the sky. And that's why getting these MiGs in immediately is so critical. The longer President Biden waits trying to figure out excuses to not offend Putin, uh, it's, it's costing lives in Ukraine. He's got to make that happen. It's a, a plea Zelensky continued to make, uh, as well as a plea for other things uh, that I, I think the American people want to do to give them the tools that they need to defend their country. Now, the danger in what Zelensky did today is that he did call out Joe Biden. And Joe Biden is uh, the only portion of his brain that appears to work is the angry portion of his brain. So this might make Joe Biden angry and might lock him in and root him in deeper in not doing for Ukraine what he should be doing. Uh, Victoria Sparts, amazing woman, Ukrainian-born, now an American citizen, a member of Congress from the state of Indiana. She was asked, will Zelensky's words sway Joe Biden to do what he has so far been hesitant to do, which is give Zelensky what he wants in the ability to have the tools to fight as close to even with Russia as is possible. I hope, but I honestly think Congress has a responsibility to put pressure on this president on bipartisan basis. We provide the necessary tools to the executive branch, and we have to have accountability from the executive branch. And I'm glad to see there is some unity on the, in, for in Congress, because we are, I always say, you know, we are co-equal branch and the first among equals, and we're the branch with a lot of power. And it seems like executive branch, regardless who is in charge, can be neglected our authority and have a responsibility to us. So I hope maybe it will be some change in Congress and we'll be able to put some pressure on this administration to act, not just talk, because, I mean, a lot of lies at stake, freedom and peace is at stake, world order is at stake, and really it is a big danger for us not to act also to our country, because our adversaries are gaining ground when we do a lot of talk. She's not wrong about that. Our adversaries are emboldened. Uh, Hugh Hewitt this morning talking about a trio of tyrants, Khomeini in Iran, Xi in China, obviously Putin in Russia. It is an interesting parallel to World War II, which ended up being Germany, Italy, Japan against the rest of the world. I'm always struck when I hear, oh, you don't want to start World War III. Gotta be careful what you do. Don't want to start World War III. And I've wondered... Has it started and we're just late? And we were willing to sit out World War II. Didn't really concern us. It was in Europe. Not our fight. And then on December 7th, 1941, it became our fight. President Zelensky referred to that today. Play more from the President of Ukraine's speech next on The Bruce Woolley Show. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.